time to begin our worship service this morning. Our first song will be number 536. Number 536. There is a habitation built by the living God for all of every nation who seek that grand abode. Oh, Zion, Zion, I long thy gates to see. Oh, Zion, Zion, when shall I dwell in thee? A city with foundations, firm as the eternal throne, nor wars nor desolations shall ever move a stone. O Zion, Zion, I long thy gates to see. O Zion, Zion, when shall I dwell in thee? Within its pearly portals, angelic armies sing with glorified immortals the praises of its king O Zion Zion I long thy gates to see O Zion Zion when shall I dwell in thee. Good morning. I want to welcome everyone to our services this morning, especially those who are visiting with us. You have honored us with your presence, and we invite you to come back and be with us whenever you have opportunity. If this is your first time, we would like you to fill out an attendance card, which is in the pew in front of you, and put it in the collection plate as it goes by. If you're looking for a church home, we would hope that you would give Stroudsville uh, your attention. Hope you'll consider Stroudsville. We have a lot of good, loving, and caring people here, and we would like for you to be part of our family, if that's all possible. Our times of assembly is 9.30 a.m. for Bible study on Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. for worship service, 5 p.m. for evening worship, and 7 p.m. on Wednesday for evening worship and Bible study. We want to congratulate Jose and Story Rosales on the birth of their baby girl, Liberty Sloan. She was born February the 19th. She weighed six pounds and 10 ounces and is 19 inches long, probably longer than that now. <laughs> Liberty is currently at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital with some medical issues. We certainly want to keep that family in our prayers. Our sympathy is extended to the family of Vicki Randolph, who passed away last week. She was the daughter of Adeline Elliott and sister Robin Miller. A memorial service will be conducted at 10 a.m. Friday, March the 10th, in the chapel of Austin and Bell Funeral Home in Springfield. Visitation will be March 9th from 4 to 7 p.m. Our sympathy is also extended to Beverly Key on the passing of her dad, Alan Thomas. Please keep these families in your prayers. The ladies' sewing group will begin again on Thursday, beginning this week at 12.30. If you need more information, you need to talk to Sister Wanda Stringer. The Picking and Ribs fundraiser for Lywood Camp Christian Camp is Saturday, March 4th at 6 p.m. at the Trenton Crossing Church of Christ. For more information, see Noah Eastland or Dale Murray. There's a list in the foyer on 
the youth, uh, youth bulletin board of the food items needed at the youth and senior supper for this Wednesday night. A table baby shower for Story and Jose Rosales is set up in the foyer. Gift cards would be appreciated from Walmart, Amazon, or Target. Please have your gifts there by Wednesday night. And a celebration of life service for Rick Bonzik, husband of Carol Bonzik, will be Saturday, March 4th at 10 a.m. at the Austin Bell Funeral Home in Pleasant View. We will be taking food to the family. Please have the food at the church by 1 p.m. on Friday, March the 3rd. I have a couple of cards. I just want to tell the church at Stroudsville how much your cards have meant to me as I have been fighting cancer the last year and any prayers on my behalf too. My husband and I always love visiting with the con congregation there when uh, we come to visit Jason and Selena and family, especially in the fall. Sunday, uh, and uh, enjoying the fellowship meals after Sunday morning services. Yesterday I received a good report from my stem cell transplant saying my levels had dropped from 5,000 to 54 indicating I'm in very good remission. I will now do maintenance work uh, with one low dose of chemo and praying it will keep me in remission for however the long, however the Lord wills. She's letting you know that he has the last say. <laughs> Thank you again for cards and prayers. It's so good to know you care. Yours in Christ. Jane James. The other card is, thanks for the cards, calls, and visits during my dad's illness. Your never-ending kindness is greatly appreciated in Christian love and adoration, Beverly Key and family. And the card itself reads, God bless you with the same peace hope, and love that you bring to the lives of others. That's all the announcements I have. Good morning. The reading today will be come from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 16, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, gird up your excuse me. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Our next song will be number 413, 413. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Open now the crystal fountain, whence the healing waters flow. Let the fiery, cloudy pillar lead me on my journey through. Strong deliverer, be thou still my strength and shield. Strong deliverer, be thou 
thou still my strength and shield. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fears subside. Bear me through the swelling current, land me safe on Canaan's side. Songs of praises I will ever give to thee. Songs of praises I will ever give to In case you see some empty seats out here, we have 58 people down at CYC. So, so that's the reason we have a few empty seats. But we appreciate your attendance, and uh, uh, we, we pray for their safe return uh, later this evening. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for thy Son who died for our sins and gives us the cleansing blood that we have to wash our sins away and for us to have... Uh, uh, a, a hope with heaven and have our sins continually washed by your blood. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for the sick. Please be with them, help heal them, especially the sick children. Please be with them, help heal them, and help return them to us. But beyond the sick, we also pray for those who are spiritually sick, for the lost, please help us to reach out to those, to our friends, family member, those we have relationships with, and those that we build relationships with. Help us to reach out, to share the gospel with them, and to give your message of salvation. Heavenly Father, we pray for those that have lost loved ones. Please comfort them, be with them. But above all, please be with us, encourage us, help us to be spiritually strong. Please be with our group as it travels home later this afternoon from CYC. Help them to travel home safely. But above all, help us to, to study thy word, put thee first. We pray for those in authority, please Help them to follow the absolute truths in thy word to punish the evildoer. We pray for those in prison. Help us minister to them. Help us encourage them. Help us encourage them to repent, to turn to thee. Knowing no matter what sin they have done, they can ask for forgiveness. Be with us always. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Next song this morning will be Faithful Love. We'll sing this song before we partake of the Lord's Supper together. Faithful love flowing down from the thorn-covered crown Makes me whole, saves my soul, washes whiter than snow Faithful love calms each fear, reaches down, dries each tear Holds my hand when I can stand on my own. Faithful love from above came to earth to show the Father's love. And I'll Faithful love, faithful. 
face, and Jesus is his name. Faithful love is a friend, just when hope seems to end. Welcome face, sweet embrace, tender touch filled with grace. Faithful love, endless power, living flame, spirit's fire, burning bright in the night, guiding my way. Faithful love from above came to earth to show the Father's love, and I'll never be the same, for I've seen faithful love face to face, and Jesus is his name. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So why was bread and wine chosen as the symbols of Passover and communion? It is no accident that in his ministry, Jesus multiplies both. John 2, 1-11, John 6, 1-14. He compares himself to both in John 6.35 and John 15.1, consecrates both to serve as his church's covenant meal in Luke 22.14-20, and promises both in the age to come, Luke 22.18, Revelation 2.17. Now we get to where these emblems were established as part of Passover. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians. And God freed them from bondage through miraculous means. They had to use lamb's blood over their doors to prevent death to them and their households. And after being freed, God kept them fed with manna when they were wandering in the wilderness. God also instituted animal sacrifice as atonement for their sins. Now you can see that God is establishing a connection between blood and flesh and freedom from sin. Bread symbolizes manna that was provided by God in the wilderness, and wine represents the blood of animal sacrifice. God was trying to prepare us to understand that just as he freed the Israelites from slavery from the Egyptians, he has freed us from sin. It's just another form of slavery. Now fast forward to the time of Jesus. By making himself the sacrifice, we have forgiveness of sins without the need for animal sacrifice. His blood covers our mistakes, and he is the bread of life from which we will never hunger or thirst. Eternal life is our gift. John 6, 47-51 Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus Christ is both sacrifice and sustenance. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks for this opportunity that we have to observe this communion. Pray, Father, that you would bless this bread that we're about to receive. Pray, Father, that we would take in a manner that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this cup, which represents the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. We know, Father, that he went through much pain and he endured much on our behalf, and we're thankful for that. Please forgive us where we fail you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the many blessings that you provide us, uh, especially the ability to provide for our families and to live in uh, relative comfort. Pray, Father, that we would use these funds appropriately, that we would help those in need, and that we would strive to further the works of the church. Pray, Father, that you would look after those who, who see over these funds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'd like to mark our invitation song this morning, it'll be number 531, number 531. Now before the lesson, let's all stand together. Sing number 242, 242. <clears throat> Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength which God supplies. Strong in the strength which God supplies through his beloved Son. Strong in the Lord of hosts and in his mighty power. 
who in the strength of Jesus trusts, who in the strength of Jesus trusts is more than conqueror. Leave no unguarded place, no weakness of the soul. Take every virtue, every grace. Take every virtue, every grace, and fortify the whole. That having all things done and all your conflicts past, you may overcome through Christ alone. You may overcome through Christ alone and stand entire at last. Please be seated. We certainly take this opportunity to welcome each and every one to our services today. If you're in this audience as a visitor, we want you to know that you're honored guest, and we invite you back at every opportunity that you may have to come our way. We're going to be looking at uh, the subject of creating God in our image today. We'll find that some have inadvertently rewritten, rewritten, rewritten uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 26. Instead of God saying, let us make man in our image after our likeness, man has said, let us make God in our image. It wasn't long after the creation of the world and everything was put in motion by God that Satan came on the scene and began to cast doubt. As he went to Eve and he says, has God said that you cannot eat of every tree in the garden? And she says, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we cannot eat. And he began to, uh, to talk about that tree and he says, God knows in the day that you eat thereof, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so he focuses on the, in, in on the fruit. It is the desire to make one wise. And so as, uh, as God uh, has given the instructions and as man has looked at those instructions and decided that I'm going to go my own way. So instead of uh, man saying, let us uh, uh, allow God to, to make us in, our, in his image, we want to determine that we want to make God in our image. We'll find that in uh, the book of Numbers, uh, we'll find in, in verse uh, 23 and verse 19, the Bible here says, God is not man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? So man's ways are not God's ways. And God's ways are so far above man's ways that man cannot comprehend all the goodness of God himself. As results of, making, of God, a man making God in his image, 
it's resulted in two things. First of all, there is a false sense of security in some. I heard the expression many times, and particularly sometimes at funerals, that an expression will be made, this person was not much of a churchgoer, but they had a relationship with God. The Bible tells us how we are to have a relationship with God, and it's not the fact that we can pick and choose what we want to do and what we want to leave off. On the other hand, we'll find it has produced a lack of assurance for others. As they have been taught many things, some truth and some not. And so as a result, we'll find that they are, are struggling with the idea of God and what he really is like and what he really does. Well, I don't know if there is a single Bible verse or Bible story that gives us all of the picture of God with all of its attributes. There's a snapshot that I want us to look at today and examine, and it's found in Luke chapter 22. And the verses that we read is verses 31 through 34. It says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you have denied me three times, before they, you deny three times that you know me. When we look at these verses, and I want us to, to examine these as we look at this lesson today, we'll find that man cannot ascertain and cannot determine how God is going to deal with him. But on the other hand, we'll find that, that God has given us instructions as to how we are to live our lives. And so first of all, I want us to look at Peter's failure. In Luke chapter 22, verses 33 and 34, we'll find that he says, I'm, I'm ready to go to prison and, and I'm ready to go to death. And Jesus says before this day, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And so as we look at this, we'll find how often we find ourselves performing well below the intentions that we have. You know, a lot of people have good intentions. And they're going to do certain things at a certain time in certain ways. But many times uh, those intentions do not meet the instructions of God. And so therefore, there are many people going to their grave and going to, uh, to their maker unprepared to meet God. And so we need to recognize as we study this lesson today that Jesus is here trying to give us a, somewhat of a snapshot of how God is and how God deals with man. We'll find that, uh, notice Peter's reaction as he has determined, I'm not going to, I'll go to prison, I'll go to death. We'll find in uh, 22 of Luke, verses 61 and 62, we find these words. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter then Peter remembered the words of the Lord, how that he said to him, before the cock, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. 
And when he realized this, the Bible says in 62, so Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter had good intentions. Peter was talking to the Lord and, and he did not have the doubt outside struggles that he had met with when he went and people began to say, you were one of his. Or you were uh, one of his because your speech betrays you. You're Galilean. And so uh, when, the, when the struggle time came, Peter succumbed to it and he denied his Lord. But when the Lord turned and looked at him at that trial, it says that he went out and wept bitterly. The next thing I want us to look at is the response. The Lord Jesus responds in, in Luke chapter 31 and 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. There are three things that I want us to look at today in connection with this. There are three facts about God and Jesus we need to know from these verses. The first one that we need to know is that Satan is in subjection to God. Now God is in control of everything. And Satan uh, is in subjection to God. And the Bible tells us this. When we look in... Uh, in Luke chapter 22 and 31, he says he asked for the apostles. The you in that verse is second person plural. Which means not only was Satan asking for Peter, but he was asking for the rest of those apostles. He wanted to take them and sift them as wheat. And if, if Satan was in control, then he would not have said to God, I want to ask permission to sift these as wheat. So we can, we can rest assured from that particular verse that Satan is in subjection to God. Now he had just been victorious early in this chapter uh, when uh, Judas allowed Satan to enter him. And we see here in uh, Luke 22, verses 3 through 6. And Satan entered Judas, surname Iscariot, who, had number, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went on his way and conferred with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he promised and sought opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. You remember at the Last Supper, the Passover feast, that when Judas got up and started to leave, Jesus said to him, do whatever you do, do that quickly. The other disciples didn't fully understand what Jesus was talking about. But he was seeking an opportunity that he might turn Jesus over to the authorities. And so he allowed Satan to enter him. Now, the type of character that Judas Iscariot was tells us something about his nature. He was the one that kept the, the money bag. And the Bible tells us that, that uh, he took money from that account. So it was not something unusual for 
Judas to do. He was that type of individual. Now, he could have changed, and we see the response when he learns and when he comes to himself, what have I done? I have sold my master for 30 pieces of silver. And so he goes back to the the chief priest and he says, I have sinned in that I have betrayed innocent blood. And basically, the chief priest says, we don't care. We got what we want. And the Bible says he went out and hanged himself. Could Judas have gotten forgiveness for what he had done? Yes. But he was so entangled by Satan and by the money that it brought him that he looked at the other way. He turns the money back over. He throws the money down. And they said, we can't put this in the treasury. It's a price of blood. And so they went out and bought the pauper's field. When we look at the fact that, that Satan is not in full control, I want us to go back to the, the book of Job. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 1, in verses 6 through 12, that there was a day in which uh, the sons of God came in the, uh, to present themselves before God, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in all the earth? One that uh, fears God and hates evil. And say, Satan says, You put a hedge around him and all that he has. And if you take that hedge down, then I'll, I'll, I'll cause him to curse you to your face. And so God takes the hedge down. He loses his family. He loses all of his possessions. And he says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so after all of the, the suffering that he went through, and all the loss that he went through, the Bible tells us in chapter 2, that there was another meeting in which Satan came uh, as uh, before God with the sons of God. And he says, have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him in all the earth? And he says, skin for skin. A man will give anything to save his life. And so... God allowed Satan to touch the, the body of Job. He had balls from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. And the Bible says that he took pieces of pottery and scraped his body. That's how painful it was. Even his wife comes on the scene and says, why don't you curse God and die? And Job says, you speak as one of the foolish women. Are we going to accept the good at the hand of God and not the evil also? Here was a man who retained his integrity. He never got the, uh, the answer to the reason why he suffered. But this also tells us 
that Satan had to ask permission before he could do anything. The next thing I want us to look at is that Jesus makes intercession for us. In Luke chapter 22 and verse 32, when Jesus says to Simon, Satan has wanted to wanted you and the rest of the apostles so that he could sift you as wheat. But he says, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. We find as we look in the eighth chapter of the book of Romans, verses 33 and 34. We find these words. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. God did not spare his own son. but he chose to intercede for us. Jesus is not an impassionate bystander, but he comes and helps us in our time of need. And so Jesus made concession or intercession for, for Peter even before the event happened. And when he was taken that uh, night by the angry mob, the Bible says that all left him. And Peter followed him afar off. It's when we get away from God that we find ourselves in jeopardy, as Peter did. But you know, another thing that we see here in, in this passage is fi the fact that Jesus forgives. He says, Peter, I pray that your faith will not fail. But when you return, where did Peter go? He, he denied his Lord. When you return... Strengthen your brethren. And so as a result, Jesus knew before uh, that Peter was going to fall. But he still says that I have something for Peter to do. The same is true of us. We may fail far beyond our intentions as Peter did. But yet when we hear Peter preaching on that first gospel sermon on, on the day of Pentecost, he's a different man. Because his faith in, 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 in God is strong. And he's ready to, to do whatever he has to do in order to be the kind of person that God wants him to be. In the book of Mark, chapter 16 and verse 7, the Bible here says, and this is when the, the women went to the tomb to do further preparation on the body of Jesus. It was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome. And they were told... But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee where you will see him as he said to you. So in the process, 
The angel wanted those women to say to the apostles, and Peter in particular, that uh, go into Galilee, and that's where Jesus will meet you. When we look at this particular passage, it gives us a glimpse of what our Savior is like and what God is like. God is dealing with man who is human, who makes mistakes, who fails to measure up, who has good intentions but sometimes never keeps them. But God has a plan and God has something for us to do. I'm so thankful for this glimpse of God in this passage. You know, many times we, we want to focus on the failures of Peter. Rather than focus on the God's desire and acceptance of mankind. I hope we will hold these truths and the grace of God and receive it not in vain. And this is what Paul, uh, what Paul talked to the Galatians about in the sixth chapter Verses 1 and 2. I want to go and read that verse, or those verses. It says, We then, as workers together, with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So as we look at this, this verse, we need to go, go back again and read Genesis 1, 26, when it says, that God made man in his image. And we need to forget about the idea of saying, I'm going to make God in my image. And this is what the world has done. This is why there are so many different religious groups. You know, when, when the Bible talks about the, the failings that he found in the church, he was not talking about all the denominational world. Denominational world was not even in, in existence. But he was talking about members of the body of Christ. And some straight away. In our lesson this morning, uh, we, we looked at the apostasies that, that Jude talked about in his letter. And we must not allow the apostasies of men to take precedence over the word of God. As we close this lesson today, we do so by offering the invitation of our Lord. If you're in this audience, you've never named the name of Jesus. It begins by belief. A belief that will cause you to repent of your sins cause you to confess Christ as the Lord of your life. We will take you into that watery grave of baptism that in the likeness of, of the, the Savior, you are planted under that water, you are buried in that water, and you access the blood of Christ, and you rise to walk in the newness of life. Whatever you need might be, Today, will you not come as together we stand and as we sing?
And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. On that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. <clears throat> Before we're dismissed in prayer this morning, let's sing number 739. Number 739. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. Let's pray. Dear the Father, we're so thankful for this day that we could come and worship Thee and sing praises in Thy name. Father, we're thankful for this lesson Brother Gene brought us this morning, and may we apply it to our lives and hopefully guide others to You. Father, we pray for the youth that are coming back from CYC. Father, we pray for their safe travel. Father, please be with them and return them home safely. Father, we're so thankful for. Jesus had died on the cross to forgive us for our sins, and Father, we ask you to forgive us when we fall short. Father, we pray that in the end we've been found faithful that you give us home with thee in heaven, for it's Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>